Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We continue looking at the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're about to see another one here, uh, probably in the episode tomorrow. But we're we're just going through uh, the portions of the Scripture to see what the context is. We just finished Luke chapter 13, so let's look at Luke chapter 14. The next parable actually appears in verse 7. But let's look at these verses 1 through 6 because this will continue to set the context and the background and really give us insight to what it was like at that time. Just listen to this, chapter 14, verse 1. It happened that when he, that's Jesus, went into the house of one of the leaders of the Pharisees on the Sabbath to eat bread, they were watching him closely. So, see what the scene is. It says it happened that when that when he went into the house of one of the leaders. So we've got, uh, he went into a house of somebody to eat. This somebody is a Pharisee. He's a leader of the Pharisees. It is the Sabbath, and they're going to break bread. The last phrase, they were watching him closely. What does that tell you? So the Pharisees got the leaders right here. Apparently there's a group of them. We're going to find out in verse 3 that there is and who they are. They're watching him closely. I smell a setup right here, right? (laughs) There's no doubt. So it happened that when he went into the house of one of the leaders of the Pharisees on the Sabbath to eat bread, they were watching him closely. Verse 2. And there in front of him was a man suffering from dropsy. A man suffering from dropsy. Um, So that's uh, what's called edema. Okay, uh, it literally means the idea of looking watery. Okay, looking watery, uh, excessive water, this type of thing. <coughs> they have this man in front of Jesus. Now, to start with, when you see the Pharisees and the leaders of the Pharisees, and as the next verse is going to tell us, the lawyers and all this kind of stuff, they don't care about that guy. They don't care about that kind of guy that kind of person in trouble. And yet here he is in front of Jesus. Here he is with all of them breaking bread together. Really now? Very, very out of place from what the norm would have been in their lives. Jesus knows this, verse 3. And Jesus answered and spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees. Now, again, we've seen this many times. When we see that phrase, Jesus answered, uh, we, in our mindset, immediately start to look for a question. <laughs> you know, who asked a question? I don't remember anybody asking a question here. No, the idea behind this is that Jesus speaks forth and he's saying something. Though he actually is responding to something, he's responding to the situation, the circumstance. He's responding to the setup. He's responding to what's happening right here. And quite often when it says this right here, he's responding to what somebody's thinking, and they've never said a word about it. They haven't voiced it, but he knows what they're thinking. So he responds, he answers, and speaks to the lawyers and the Pharisees. And he says this, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? 
Now remember, just coming out of the 13th chapter where they had confronted Jesus and he got in trouble with these religious rulers because he had healed the woman that had had a spirit upon her for 18 years that had doubled her over. You remember that. Now he's asking a point blank, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? He sees someone that they put in front of him that has a physical problem. They're suffering with a physical problem, and they're basically saying, we dare you to do anything about this, Jesus, because today's the Sabbath, and you know that we're watching you closely. They didn't know what to do with the healings. They just ignore the healing. But the fact that he would do it on the Sabbath, they thought they could nail him to the wall because of that. So Jesus just boldly initiates. Just uh, Let's deal with the pink elephant in the room right here. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? He asked them that. So basically Jesus is saying, hey, what is your opinion about this? Is it lawful to do this? But they kept silent. They did not answer him because they knew that no matter what they answered, it was going to backfire on them. He'd already given the example in the earlier chapter about, hey, if your cow's hungry or your donkey's thirsty, don't you take them out for a drink of water on the Sabbath? How much more should this daughter of Abraham be healed on the Sabbath? Remember that? So now he's asking them. And he's saying, hey, do I have your permission to heal right here? <laughs> Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? A simple yes or no would suffice. They kept silent. Verse 4, Jesus took hold of him and healed him and sent him away. That's sort of interesting. Didn't allow him to stay around, to hang around, have a meal with him. Why is that? I think it's because uh, he didn't want this guy to be around these kind of people because these people were just abusing this guy. They were just taking advantage of this guy. He was just a patsy in a situation. He probably knew it. Okay, He would not have on his own volition and initiative and walked in there. He also knew that he normally would never have been invited because of his physical infirmity if for no other reason they didn't want to be associated with somebody because in their mindset, somebody that had that type of physical problem had sinned. And good lawyers and Pharisees did not hang out with sinners. So he sends him away. Jesus says, you know, it's just he doesn't need to be around these folks. Verse 5, and Jesus said to them, okay, to the lawyers and the Pharisees, which one of you will have a son or an ox fall into a well and not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? Jesus is doubling down on all this chicanery they were doing. You know, before he's been talking about animals as examples and this kind of stuff. But now he says, what? If your son falls into the well, are you not going to immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? Or are you going to sit there and wait until the Sabbath passed and then fetch him out of the well? Or what about your ox? If your ox falls in the well, will you not immediately pull him out? Well, sure, if their ox had fallen in the well, they would pull the ox out that day. They would not wait till the next day to do it. So Jesus is sitting there saying, if you, by asking this question, he's saying, you'll pull your son out, you'll pull the ox out. Then why in the world do you say that it is not lawful to heal on the Sabbath? What was their response? Verse 6. And they can make no reply to this. <laughs> you reckon? <laughs> That'd be a tough one to reply to. They can make no reply to this. They thought they were setting him up. 
they thought that they had him trapped again. Okay, they kept trying to do it, kept trying to do it, kept trying to do it. And all you see is the Lord uh, pouring forth his love and his compassion while he is confronting the hypocrisy of religious rulership. You know, that's basically where we are today, folks. That's where we are today, even within the body of Christ. Are we going to continue to boldly do what the Lord tells us to do? To heal, to love, to set the captive free while the religious rulers try to quench that and quench that and stop that in the name of their religious rules and regulations and laws. It's the same exact thing. Nothing new. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. We will continue in the next episode. Goodbye.